Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. When someone first comes in and you see that discouragement on their face, they've tried so many different products, but nothing seemed to work for them. I'm able to take that disappointment and that pain and turn it into hope. You're listening to Mallory, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. And they try the art supports. It's a light-up moment. You see their face brighten up. They go from feeling discouraged to being happy and hopeful again. For over 25 years, the Good Feet Store and our art support specialist have been helping folks live the life they love without foot, knee, hip, or back pain getting in the way. That's why this job is so important. They're helping people, getting back into the activities that they've wanted to do for a long time, doing the things that they love to do with their Good Feet Art Supports. We're able to help them and take them from the pain to the possibilities. And I love it. The Good Feet Store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com. Morning. Morning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. We kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crush Up Radio Show. Crush Up Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the windy, the windy. Welcome to the Crotch Chart Radio Show, where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the memes. So if you're angry and want the, want the truth exposed, then strap in and prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no bullshit from nobody. I actually expose the bullshit of society and chop it up into easy to digest chunks for you today. Won't be any different today. Today, you probably already heard about it. It's all over the news. It's all over the internet. Um, I was there live. I saw this shit. I saw this fucking travesty 
with my own two eyes. But before I get started, let me get my guest on right now. Let me uh, call this. Let me call this fool. See if he wants to come on. I mean, not want to come on. Get him on here. Boom. There we go. We got Gabe Rivera. I mean, Gabe Rivera. Gabe Brown. Oh, do pick up. You have reached the voice mailbox of five one. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> Airmerced. That that's was me. Okay. Wait. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Right. Let me let me call him on the phone here. Me call. Goodness. to call him on my cell phone to let him know I'm going to call him on Skype. I should have told him earlier. Sorry. Jesus. Oh, my God, dude. You have reached voice. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, dude, dude. Right, I'm trying to get Gabe Brown in so we could talk about what happened yesterday morning. Oh man, I got this thing on uh, what happened yesterday morning um with the um sentencing hearing of um Maxwell Hare and John Kingsman, two of uh two of my Proud Boy brothers. And I goodness, I just text them, dude, Proud Boys, dude, pick up the phone it's me calling on skype nigga so told me that he was gonna be ready on ready i told him 10 minutes i told his ass 10 minutes fuck so hold on let me okay we got so anyways uh Thank you, Vincenzo, for sharing the video. Like, thank everyone for listening. So, um, let me try to, I'm gonna talk for, for a bit. Um, before I actually get into the, um, nitty gritty of it, the, um, before I get to the whole, um, yeah, I mean, you know, okay, well. Damn it, I don't know. Should I even talk about this? No, let's uh let me try calling Gabe again. Let me try calling him again. Hopefully that he'll pick up. He was supposed Wait, is that him? Yeah. Uh, he got no call. What the fuck? That has that's me. All right, let me try. Let me try dialing it. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotta dial him again because he didn't. He didn't receive a call. And that's New York City. Please rise for the 
New York National Anthem. Gabe. Yeah, it was weird. I wasn't getting your uh, phone calls all right. from what you're telling me. That's all right. Now we finally got you on. Um, yeah, so basically, we, uh, you know, I started off by vaguely talking about the, the bullshit that happened yesterday. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, well, since there's so much of it, there's like piles of it. Uh, I mean, where do we start? <laughs> no, let's just start from the beginning. Honestly. I mean, I, I was, I got there, I got, I was there from the beginning to the end of, of the bullshit. Um, yes. You know, first was Ma- Max, Maxwell Hare, Max, uh, he was the first one up on the chopping yes. block, as it were. Yeah, he was the first one on the guillotine block, uh, you yeah. know, the kangaroo court. I mean, can we just yeah, call absolutely. it call them what they can we just call John and Max what they are? I mean, they're victims. They and political prisoners. The Let's just coach. Yeah, they are political prisoners. Politi- it's clear. Anybody yeah. understands. This. Let's just let's like let, let's cut the bullshit here. They're political prisoners. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you know they they try to they try to paint they try to paint the proud boys as a far right white white nationalist um hate group um and, and the hate uh, street gang um, yeah and the funny thing is they're doing a terrible job at that uh actually uh living up to that title considering yeah. it's a rainbow multicultural multi you know racial multi ethnic group of people multi multi sexual multi sexual yeah like, pretty much everything within the male variety yeah. for the most part. You, you know, obviously they have girlfriends and wives and stuff like that yeah. that support their husbands and boyfriends. But the point being, if they're a white supremacist or even a white nationalist, or white identitarian or white pride group, they're doing a terrible job at presenting the white pride and the fact that every group, every ethnic and racial group is involved. Yeah, when, when uh, it's very ridiculous to even mm-hmm. like tell anybody with a brain in their head that that's even a white supremacist group. When when fucking um, <laughs> I'm so pissed off. When fucking Joshua Steinglass, the assistant DA, said that bullshit, I felt like getting up like, "Hi, hi, I'm brown. I'm a brown person. Yeah. I'm a proud boy." Well, he, they, yeah, he probably called you a white supremacist too. Um, I mean, well, you know this. Our definition of white supremacy is not the definition that Antifa applies. Their definition applies when it comes to white supremacy. They believe the Bill of Rights is a white supremacist document. And the foundational mm. documents and the founding of this country is a white supremacist nation. They actually believe and subscribe in the same things that some actual white supremacists that I've run into have told me. Yeah. So they share the same sentiment of belief. Vicenzo, Vicenzo says, Vicenzo so, says, sub-game. yeah, their definition is yeah. not our definition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, it, it just goes to what I've always said about the left or these, these political, mar- these, these socialists that they're all a bunch of, they're, they're just, just dishonest. They're just straight up dishonest, uh, you know, intellectually dishonest people. Yeah, they, they're very inconsistent with their um, positions and 
the ideology. I mean, the only thing they're consistent with is attacking everybody mm-hmm. they disagree with in both verbal and violent physical ways. So, <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely out of control. And what was done to our two friends, our brothers, mm-hmm. uh, is absolutely disgusting. I mean, yeah, you said it, the DA, you know, not the DA, the, the prosecution. Yeah. He had an absolute hard on to yeah. have these kids and their lives ruined to make sure that they suffered. And he referred to them as like a white power group and like a, a gang. But when it came to discussing Antifa, no such labels were applied to them when they're actually dressed in ninja style masks. They look like something out of the foot. And here's, and here's the kicker. All of them were a bunch of lily white fucking like meth addicts. They look like fucking skinny ass, like meth addicts that were like, they were breastfed heroin. Like that's what these kids fucking look like. (laughs) They they look like they sucked. They're, their diets, um, they a lot of them are vegans. You know, they're putting people down that choose to be vegans, but at the same time, they're malnourished by choice. They're vegans, so that they're not getting an adequate diet. They're not getting the adequate protein mm-hmm. that they should be getting. I'm sure people will scream at me like, "Ah, oh, you can get protein out of veganism." It's like maybe that's possible. But the point is, you look at these kids; they're not eating meat. They're not eating a, a healthy diet. They're malnourished. They look like they're on the Auschwitz diet, mm. for crying out loud, in some instances. They have no meat. They, they, at best, being a fully wet rag, mm-hmm. they probably weigh like 110 pounds, some yeah. of these people. Some of them are heavy set, but the point is, they just very malnourished. You know, they just, they, they don't have any meat on their bones. They just, they're extremely skinny, and they just, they have no strength. In a lot of time, it, 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 honestly, if you did hit them, you'd probably do serious damage to them without even trying. It's, it's that's just the reality. It actually looks a lot worse than it actually is. Yeah, sad, quite frankly. It, mm. They're also yeah. I, I mean, mean and, and they're, they they're also they have def, you know they have deficiency issues, you know, and, and so many different scales. Due to just a bad diet and lack of sunlight. And a lot of them are just like these pasty white, you know, upper class, you know, upper middle class kids that, you know, maybe you have a trust fund and their parents are well off somewhat. I mean, majority of them are like that. But yeah, you do have your occasional drug addict meth head types that are involved with this and, you know, homeless people that they kind of lean on. There's a lot of that in this too, I should add. So, yeah. What you were saying, Louis? No, it's just. I mean, these kids—they kids. I shouldn't call them kids. Um, uh, they act like kids. They're mentally yeah. like the age of like maybe twelve. Physically, that's another story. But yeah, that's why we refer to them kids mm-hmm. because they behave like children who are having temper tantrums. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, that's that's all right. I mean, it just, I mean, you know, just going back to to the, this court case. I mean, like even his, even Max's lawyer was like, there was no, there, no one showed up. 
No one, I mean, not no one showed up. I mean, no one, no one went to the police. No one went to the hospital after this. There were no, there was no proof, no proof of injury. I mean, this is, these are facts that have been stated by us ad nauseum by everyone. Um, they said, they said, fuck you pigs. We don't talk to the police. Um, there was no, um, and, and honestly, later we got to get to that punchline. The whole punchline during John John Kingsman. Um. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. His, yeah. his 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 fucking debacle. Yeah, um, exactly. What we should be saying everything every time we come across it. You're yeah. right. Um, yeah. Now, basically, I mean, my understanding, Louis, is essentially, Proud Boys. They finished up with the comedy bit that Gavin was doing. They're heading out of there. And to follow them. I mean, the Proud Boys were heading what, like fifty blocks downtown to like thirty, you know, the thirties. Yeah. You know, streets down on the 30 level, and they're like on 82nd Street. So they're obviously, their goal is to leave. They're not there hunting people down. They're there to get the hell out of there. Right. They don't want to go there. They don't want to go drinking and have a good time. Because that's what people who like to have a good time do, I guess. Yeah. In their case. Now, yeah, so Antifa, according to the police, you know, press hearing, mm-hmm. they said Antifa went around the building to outflank them in the front. And basically create a wall. From what I gathered, then, you know, a scuffle broke out because Antifa threw bottles. Yeah. And you see that from the surveillance video. I know the second surveillance video was released, which makes it appear that the Proud Boys were running up on them to start a fight first. Mm-hmm. But I am left with the impression it's probably the other way around. Mm-hmm. And clearly, you know, the prosecution was able to manipulate that for his interest. Now, the thing is, a fight broke out. The Proud Boys fought them for a few seconds, like, what, 15 seconds? Yeah, 15, and 17 seconds, seconds tops, yeah. And they, they, they said, stop fighting, stop fighting people in the Proud Boys, and, every, you know, people stopped, and we, they left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them, like, had excessive hits. Clearly, people are getting in trouble for this now. But at the time, the police were present. You see that in video footage. Mm-hmm. They witnessed what was going on. They did not feel warranted. Necessary to arrest Proud Boys at the time of the incident, which they would have if uh, it was necessary. And they even offered Antifa assistance, which, as you said, they refused assistance by cursing the cops out. Yeah. And they refused to go to the hospital to get a medical record. And they refused to press charges against Proud Boys for the alleged attack. Now, nothing was going to happen to the Proud Boys because there was nothing there. It was a tip, honestly. From my experience, it was just a typical, like, you know, brawl outside on the street that you would see, at, you know, in any bar yeah. in a rowdy neighborhood. That's I mean, just, that is what you see in places that, you know, unfortunately, I guess the wealthy elite aren't uh, going to. That's just a typical night for a lot of people in certain places. And, I mean, honestly, and honestly, if you want to feel sick or whatever, you know, when it comes to street fights, you know, which place is the freest when it comes to street fights, because they have a specific law on the books for street fighting, it's called mutual combat. Can you yeah. can, can you tell me where 
in what area is mutual combat legal? Um, I understand. I believe it's either Portland or Seattle. They actually do have a, Both. a law which allows for two individuals, so long as the police are there and it's sanctioned, to actually engage in mutual combat. If I'm not mistaken, I I, I forget the which location. I know it's one or the other. It's, it's both but actually. It does exist there. Um, I don't believe that exists in New York. It may no, it does at one point, but I don't believe it does now. And clearly, this court case is evidence of that because that should have been there should have been no issue. Now, as I was saying, mm-hmm. Antifa refused uh, medical attention, refused help from the police, they refused to even file a police report, let alone a medical report from a hospital. So at that point, there should have been no charges filed against Man. anyone as there was no actual crime or record of a crime committed to or damages conducted towards anybody. So Man. that should have been the end of that. But as you know, people are throw losers on Antifa's side and you know the far left. The, the regressive left, that they, they felt the need to uh, contact their media friends and those who have influence within the city mayor and the governor of New York, Mr. Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And as of uh, a day or two later, they turned it into a big media storm and frenzy demanding quote-unquote justice for the quote-unquote victims of Antifa who violently assaulted people and then lost the bout. So that was the only reason that they Proud Boys were actually arrested. Not because they did anything in front of the police. The no. police let them be because they realized it was a scuffle. And also, I, I, I forgot to mention that Antifa had robbed somebody that at that night just a block or two over. And they stole from someone's bag and they mugged people. Oh yeah. That, uh, and that I'm was sure one the police of the... are fully aware that that happened that was, at that the was... moment that it took yeah. place. So, and the police were escorting the proud boys out of there. So obviously yeah. they were leaving. So there should have been no reason for the, uh, quote unquote, peaceful protesters as Antifa has been labeled in the media yeah. to chase them down. They should have let them go. And then nothing would have happened. They exactly. Would have, everyone would have been fine. But like, again, tell me how 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 do you created this problem? Like, how do you how do you go or like how do you peacefully go around the block to confront somebody and throw something at them, and then you get like you you're you're allowed you're just allowed to throw shit at people, and well, and like the pick up that Louis yeah, is, pick a fight. Um, if you're a neoconservative and you go to liberate other countries, which means exterminate other people, mm-hmm. it's the same type of language. It's really 1984-ish if you look at what's happening, you know, where attackers are now victims and the victims are dangerous thugs. Everything has been turned upside down. Yeah, and the, the funny Vincenzo, thing is the Proud Boys, yeah, as you that, know, turned themselves in yeah. to clear their name and to explain that the situation was self-defense because they had nothing to hide. They had nothing to run from they should have been in the clear yeah they were actually being responsible basically i mean you know basically they were convicted of what they said it was pretty much and um, i mean because apparently the state took on the responsibility of being the victim yeah so now the state has chosen to take the place of the victim and these people are now being prosecuted based on that Mm -hmm. which is absolutely ridiculous 
It, it but, is. Yes, they, that's ultimately what occurred. I mean, there is no yeah, because there Virgi- was no crime, so the state became the victim of a crime. They then decided to prosecute people of. Yeah, Vigenzo, yeah. uh, Vigenzo uh, on uh, Facebook, he says, the Sixth Amendment provides that a person accused of a crime has the right to confront a witness against him or him or her in a criminal action. This includes the right to the pres- uh, right to be present at the trial, which is guaranteed by the federal rules of criminal procedure, Rule 43, as well as the right to cross-examine the pro- uh, the prosecution's witnesses. Well, that's just it, Louis. They're basically, the trial shouldn't have been dismissed immediately yeah. due to the lack of individuals who were the quote-unquote victims, since mm-hmm. there was no victim. The trial should have been dissolved and dismissed. And on top of that, the defendants should not have had to plead guilty to anything due to the fact that they have a fifth amendment right to not incriminate themselves on false pretenses. Yeah. Which is exactly what the court was demanding. Of I mean, they do. were convicted basically on, vi- uh, on someone's opinion of what they saw on the video. Like, I- I'm sorry. What, what, like, what are we supposed to do? When someone throws a, bo- I'm sorry, if someone throws a bottle of piss, whether it's plastic or glass, that shit could still burst open and. St- well, you don't know what the liquid is, for one, mm-hmm. and two, it's an object being projected at you. So therefore, one would assume self-defense is uh, the necessary remedy. Yeah. Um, if you ask 99.9 percent of people in a similar situation, they're going to act the same way. Yeah. They're going to defend themselves in street battle. That's how it's going to go down. But what we're learning is in the court system in New York City, to do so would imply a potential four-year prison sentence yeah. for self-defense. And five-year um, five supervised probation. Yeah, five-year supervised probation, whatever that even means. I'm not even aware of what that that entails. Mm-hmm. I'll have to research that further to understand. Does that mean that he's going to be supervised? That means house arrest. Does that mean he's going to have to um, talk to like a uh, parole officer type person mm-hmm. for the next five years? I don't really uh, no. I would have to look further into it. Yeah. Uh, my assumption is it might be one of the above or it might be elements of all the above. I'm not really sure. But we'll find out when we research. So yeah, yeah the uh, essentially the Proud Boys were railroaded after they did the right thing, and Antifa never turned themselves in no. to uh, be cross-examined. And the the state, the government, took it upon itself to be the victim of the crime, while at the same time victimizing the Proud Boys by labeling them a, a terrorist uh, outlet in so many ways, in a ver- very verbal sense, and implying their... Uh, white supremacists, they're a dangerous street gang, very uh, over-the-top, hyperbolic. And here's the thing, I mean, when when Max's lawyer was talking about, uh, like, talking about, he contrasted the Antifa that jumped a journalist, and, and they only got probation, not even a criminal record, they're just getting probation, uh, probably not even a year probation, and there right. was proof of that guy needing to be hospitalized. 
after the beating and the and the robbery. Whereas the Antifa guys, they they were able to walk away on their own power. Yeah, maybe they maybe they had some cuts and bruises, but they didn't need to be taken away in a in a fucking ambulance. But they were but they were but the the judge Judge Dwyer said that that didn't matter. Now, Louie, did I mean obviously the bruises and the cuts and all that stuff clearly didn't warrant a four year prison sentence. No. If these individuals were capable of getting up and walking away just fine without the need of attending a hospital um, to have their uh, wounds mended by uh, assistance from a doctor. Yeah. So clearly there's uh, very strange uh, results coming from this trial. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that the Proud Boys, like I said again, have been railroaded and this is political. Despite what oh, yeah. others may claim, in oh, fact, yeah, no, that, you know, was, they, that they, was yeah. They they just kept over and over saying, "Well, th- these decisions are not based on. This is not political. This is not political." You know, Gabe. You know what else wasn't political? What's that? When John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln in the head, that wasn't political. You know what That's else true. wasn't political? It really wasn't, was it? You know what it what yeah. what, what it wasn't political. Uh, when when the neocons uh, planned and carried out nine eleven and knocked down two buildings in downtown Manhattan and killed the, I'm sure the Patriot Act was also not political. No, no, no. Of course, that wasn't political and at the all. The Iraq War and the weapons no. of mass destruction. No, no, not 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 in the least. Else not that political. happened in this society that's uh, resulted in some pretty bad things. <laughs> like, Nothing's yeah, political. Nothing. Antifa is not political either. No, they're they're really not. They are they are a multicultural protesters. They are an intersectional uh, a a group of of do gooders that uh, that use violence only to advance uh, public uh, to advance universal understanding and peace. Like suck my dick. Uh, uh, Yeah, understanding of tyranny and what they will impose upon you. In other words, they're universe. They're intersectional cancer. Because yeah. everything about them is cancer. First of all, how can you be inter- how can you be intersectional when you are one race? I'm sorry, I I don't count different sexualities or 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 different faiths, whatever. They in fact they're a bunch of fucking atheists. So religion doesn't even factor into this because if they even had, oh, they're God. If they if they, they had, have chosen to be God, yeah. If they had you. any fucking concept. Of a higher power that there is a consequence for everything they do, they wouldn't be as fucking dicks as they are. But I mean, well, it's as just you know, yeah, the yeah. So when it came to Max, I at that point I just arrived at the courthouse. I was running late due yeah. to issues of traffic, mm-hmm. but I did arrive there as uh, mm-hmm. I had planned. I actually spoke to him uh, briefly on the phone before he went in to assure him I would show up, which I did. And, you know, he he sounded like he had high hopes in the sense that he was going to do whatever it is that he had to do because he, he is a brave individual to stand up to this yeah. and be willing to be cut. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. 
but working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. From earaches to strep tests, there's Minute Clinic at CVS. See a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials. Or see us online with telehealth options. That's healthier made easier. Visit Minute Clinic at CVS today. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details. Down by the sword in many ways. Yeah. But yes, they put him in handcuffs by the time I arrived. I sort him, take him out of the courtroom. And then they put John on the stand shortly afterwards. Yeah. And basically did the same thing to him. Yeah, it was, it was you, not political. As you know, the, the prosecutor was a jerk, and just oh, yeah. he, would bring, he was bringing up drinking and drunk driving and things that had nothing to do with the court case. He, he, uh, the same I mean, thing with Max. Yeah, with with Max, with Max and John, he kept bringing up. Um, he brought up Charlottesville. He brought up um, the fights that happened in Portland. He brought up the fight, uh, the fights that were started by Antifa, mind you. And it was, it's all documented that it was started by, by Antifa. Uh, the, what happened in Boston. I mean, it's like, and the, even, mean, the, even the judge really, to his credit, the judge to his credit, uh, actually said that this has nothing to do with the case. Why are you bringing it up? But the judge is not blameless in this. Stanley to say that's not even much to say about the judge. No. Considering the judge had some ridiculous remarks of his own to make. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the, the prosecutor may as well have brought up, like, stuff that Max did in high school when he got an F on, like, his math test or something. I mean, that's the type of, like, yeah. level that this guy yeah, was this guy, Yeah, this guy was being incredibly petty. Like, I swear to God, he brought up when Pettiest John— was petty. Yeah, when, he brought up when John was in preschool, he said poop to his teacher, which, may, which, he, which means he deserved a five-year term in prison. Like, wait, what? Oh yeah, like that's that's, that's, that's how ridiculous great. it was. Anyways, we got some we got some uh, uh, comments uh, coming in uh, by sad okay. by the sad Russian on YouTube. It's a complete <laughs> bullshit that these two men were arrested for defending themselves. Fuck Antifa. Vincenzo Vincenzo go on Facebook. He said he writes, "It's really a chemical biohazard attack." Uh, referring to the to the bottle, bo- the bottle filled with uh, yeah. I mean, things. actually, that's how the white. Uh, you know, when I was at the White House earlier this year mm-hmm. at a, a gathering or a pro, no, I wouldn't call it. I guess it was a protest, right? Well, and I was with certain individuals, and Antifa threw some uh, water balloons filled with some kind of uh, substance, uh, paint or something, mm-hmm. and it was right in front of the White House. Well, apparently. The White House uh, took it upon itself to send out people in biohazard uh, suits mm. to analyze the substance on the sidewalk that was the residue from the broken balloon. This day, I don't know what was in that balloon, but the White House considered it to be a uh, chemical weapon, potentially, mm. enough to where they sent out biohazard uh, you know, tech people. I don't even know what you call them, but they're the people to uh, analyze the uh, substance that was on the right. uh, sidewalk. So, yeah, he's technically correct. You could make that case an argument, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, like the lawyer kept asking, the Max's lawyer was asking, why is it that this case wasn't thrown out, yet people that where there's actual evidence of, of, 
of uh, harm being done to someone, they get they get probation and no jail time. Yet these these gentlemen, they um, no one shows up, and they and uh, yeah, I, I forgot what the point was. I going to make fuck. Well, in yeah. comparison to the both cases, if mm-hmm. you look at the actions, it seems to appear that the charges, when it comes to Antifa-related uh, mm-hmm. instances of near-death experiences, strangulation, extreme brutal violence, they only receive a small degree of time. Whereas when it comes to the Proud Boys, they receive double the amount of time of you know detention yeah, that Antifa does. So, I think that was the point that the lawyer was trying to convey. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, well, it's not related to that particular case, so no. that's not relevant. Even though it may be, it's not. It's not relevant. But you know what else is not relevant? Uh, the the battles that Antifa launched against people they deemed Nazis back in the 1930s. Yeah, which uh, we should get into that yeah. as well. What did the judge... Uh, you should read the Ali Winston uh, quote from uh, what he wrote on his Twitter <laughs> regarding what the judge said about oh. the 1930s, can, if you can locate it. Yeah, let me let me find it because you did send it to me. Um... It is absolutely hilarious when you read what this guy wrote. And Ali Winston is a piece of work too, okay. I might add. Oh, here it is. Ali Winston, who's a who's a Antifa schmuck boy. Um, yeah. Proud boy really Maxwell is. Hare sentenced to four years in New York prison on first first degree gang assault conviction for his part in a brawl with anti-fascists on Upper East Side last October. Judge Mark Dwyer cited precedent of political brawls in the 1930s Europe as cause for a heavy set. As a heavy sentence. <laughs> Wait, so, so we so so we so what so, happened in Europe in yeah. the 1930s? Yeah, that is a justified reason for the Proud Boys to get a much heavier sentence. What does that have to do with the case at hand, in terms of like the actual charges and the evidence and everything else? But again, Louis. Mm-hmm. It's not political. It's not. It wasn't. But it was not, not political. political. It's not political. Not political at all. No, no, no. Uh, but he went. No, because Judge Judge Dwyer, he wanted to make an example to prevent as as a way to prevent other political violence in New York City. I, you know what? I think it might actually escalate political violence and do the exact opposite of its effect. Oh yeah. Not necessarily from Max or John, but maybe by unknown individuals in the future who may see that there's no uh, recourse in the legal system to help them. So they figure maybe they're going to have to take things into their own hands. The or, way that Antifa certainly has. Or, or... I don't know. Yeah, or on the other hand, it could empower certain people who maybe don't... Like, I mean, honestly, and, and I'm just going to tell this story right now, uh, that very day, yesterday, I was I was physically attacked for wearing a MAGA hat. Right, like it, it was like so. It, these people feel feel free enough to try they, to they lay hands. Involved in, in yeah. their conviction to intimidate and harm others, 
because they are under the belief and perception that they will not be prosecuted or even tried mm. for potential crimes against other people due to uh, political views or whatever reason they have in yeah. their mind. Because now they see that, well, if the Proud Boys are getting arrested and thrown in jail for self-defense, that means I can hurt people I disagree with. And I won't go to jail because Antifa didn't face any charges, nor did they face any scrutiny from the law or a court system for that matter. Mm -hmm. So, yes, this is going to further embolden Antifa's violence. And this is going to leave people on the right or anti-Antifa side, whether you're left or right, yeah. In a very big predicament where, well, there's not much option for people of that position. So they may have to take the law into their own hands and not seek out the law assistance when it comes to these types of situations. And that's going to not be a good thing in many ways mm -hmm. because it could escalate into very dangerous directions. And I've warned about this. So this is why court cases like this uh, being a farce and questionable are producing bad results and bad and leaving a bad president for one side as well as another. And we have to be very careful. Yeah. And again, I, I know I'm going a little ahead of myself here because I, I know that John, what was said to John, he, he basically begged for the mercy of the court and its forgiveness for his actions, despite the fact he really didn't do anything wrong other than defend himself. And it's a shame that the court, felt the need to still provide him a very similar sentence to that of Maxwell. Yeah. And he, 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 John is a man who has a family. He's got biracial children. He, he's married to a black woman. Uh, he himself is a white from what I understand. Uh, he looks like a teddy bear. He's a family man. He worked yeah. a very good job over at ground zero doing hard work. And that has all been taken away from him. So he could sit in a jail cell because he defended himself and Antifa, a bunch of rich kids and brats who can't handle the fact they lost the fight. Hell, one of the, one of the guys that destroyed his life. One of the guys that was, I mean, hell, I, I hate to say convicted because, I mean, if you don't do any fucking type of uh, jail time and and you don't even get a criminal record out of it, I don't see that as a conviction. But whatever. Um, one of the guys, I forgot the name of them. Was is is known to hit cops, but he constantly gets off. Yet, yet they're supposed to be anti anti state, right? They're supposed to be well, against. They, there are people on that side who claim to be anti statist or opposed to the state because they claim it's a fascist entity. Mm -hmm. Yet, they have no problem employing the activities and actions of the state when it comes to attacking their opponents. And this court case is a prime example of that in many ways. And I, I will say two things um, regarding John. Mm -hmm. Now his children are going to have to see him behind bars. They're going to be very confused of why their father is being called a neo-Nazi and why he's behind bars. Yeah. And they're going to have to see that the next two to four years. And I think that is very that the family has now been separated and we know how the left talks about all oh, the separation of families when it comes yeah. to illegal aliens. Mm. But when it comes to domestic children of a different political persuasion of their parents, they don't care much about separating those children now, do they? So therefore yeah. I don't think separation of children is even something they really care for at all. 
No, in it, the it really in ultimate does, equation. It really doesn't. I mean, when when Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico, you had all these people saying, Oh my goodness, we need to we're so worried about the poor Puerto Ricans. We're so worried about the island of Puerto Rico. No, you're just using it as a way to advance your own political agenda. Stop trying to fucking use my people as a way to virtue signal so that way you can try to get whatever socialist fucking Marxist bullshit you want. And stop trying to front. Yeah, exactly. Like like they front like they're a bunch of fucking anarchists, but but they want a super duper state which fucking has has freaking Stalinist policies up everyone's ass forever they're, from cradle they're to grave. They're Marxist anarchist clothing and aesthetics. And they utilize it so that Marxists can't be blamed for the acts of what are perceived to be anarchists by the public and the media and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But yes, John is now, uh, his family has been separated. Uh, his children now have to be confused about why their father's being called a neo-Nazi when he's married to a black woman, which makes absolutely zero sense to anybody with a brain in their head. And the, these children's lives are now going to be torn apart because they have to live with that. And that's yeah. not right to do to those children. Um, and obviously, the, like I said, they didn't care about this man's children or wife or the concern of anybody. Now, on the other hand, I think it's extremely hypocritical by Antifa, mm-hmm. by the far left, or whatever you want to call them, aggressives, um, because they're, as you know, in the handbook, uh, the Antifa handbook, yes. they do not believe in the criminal justice system. No, they really don't. Or the I court mean, system. I, I they re- believe in, what is it, reformative uh, re- yeah, justice? Yeah, re- reformative um, justice. Recall? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I brought it up to you. I mean, hold on. Let me see if I can get the book. Uh, go ahead and talk I while recommend I get you read, I Yeah, I recommend you read some of that uh, passages out of their book because they, they talk about how, you know, they – they don't believe in it actually rehabilitating people and they want this communitarian form of justice where the community scolds you. It's almost like a Maoist, uh, you know, red Chinese communist type, um, structure. It was something that came out of the, uh, the sixties, if I remember in the vein of like groups, self-criticism where they, uh, a group of people just constantly criticize you. That, that's what it comes off to me as obviously they, they would say different things about it because these are people with different definitions, but I'm just saying what I've seen. Uh, funny how they don't believe that these two should be given reformative justice, but rather they should be having the book thrown at them through the criminal court system. Which they claim they're opposed to. Yeah, I found I found the so, passage. This is uh, yeah, from read the, that. Yeah, this is from the Antifa Handbook, page one forty nine. The anti-authoritarian uh, uh, principle of individual and collective autonom- autonomy promotes a vision of human uh, diversity and plurality at odds with the stifling homogeneity of capitalist consumer culture. If fascists were were to start organizing such a society, anti-authoritarian and and anti-fascist would still organize to shut them down, but they would not construct massive prisons to lock them up as the American government has done to countless political prisoners over the generations. Uh, 
Isn't that incredible oh, that you just read and that's exactly what's occurred to the Proud Boys that yeah. are now sitting in prison? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Antifa argue... Word for word, what's happening? Yeah, Antifa argue that methods of restorative justice should replace, the, uh, replace police and prisons in addressing conflicts that persist. I mean, yeah, did you did you uh did you explain what restorative justice is? I gave an example of it from my comprehension of yeah. it. I just wanted you to read their own explanation of what they claim it's going to be opposed to what it yeah. actually is. I talked about how it um is very similar to the Maoist uh red Chinese uh model of uh self-criticism where a collective group will criticize you to the point where you have to beat yourself. Right. In submission, physically, you literally to the point where you're you're bleeding because you've hurt yourself. Like I believe people might have gouged out their own eyes in certain instances to confess to the guilt that they uh, have been conditioned to uh, agree to consent to. So that's what it reminds yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, where here, here, the community will do this to you. Yeah, so in a highly they, abusive fashion. So I mean, talking to Craig, I mean, he he explained what well, I I spoke to him and he explained it to me and he explained it to you. Basically, this omits the Bill of Rights. Yeah, it's the goal is to get rid of the very justice system that our founders implemented. It's to undermine that because it, it, I I had this conversation with Craig as well, mm-hmm. a friend of ours. Uh, and he expressed that some of these things already exist in the justice system of the United States uh, courts and legal structure. So therefore, the need to replace the legal system is not necessary. Right. Because we already have elements of this. Our our justice system in many ways has been liberalized, whereas it used to be much more extreme mm-hmm. and much harsher decades ago. I mean, with a variety of different laws. We're actually very lucky and fortunate uh, with what we have compared to what we did have in certain mm-hmm. respects. But yes, their goal is to abolish it because the court system is supposed to respect the right of individuals on both the guilty and the innocent and the accused. Well, actually, yeah, the innocent, the, those who are accused and those who are accusers, mm. whereas the Antifa justice system is strictly one-sided, where the accusation by one side defines ultimately the power over the other side, which has been labeled guilty. Whether they are guilty or innocent, it does not matter in their system. Mm-hmm. And you could just take it for what it's worth, but that's essentially what I get when I read that. I think you would agree with that yeah. assessment. Yeah, yeah, I would. But this shows you that they're massive hypocrites to the fact that they are now cheering the state is yeah. imprisoning people based on the the charge of no crime and no victim. Because this could very easily be turned around on them. Mm-hmm. And I know it has been turned around on a variety of political prisoners. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, Julian Assange is one of those people in the United States. I, I think he's elsewhere out of the country, so that might be outside of a jurisdiction. I'm a little rusty on my memory of that. Yeah. But there have been individuals who have been whistleblowers who were put in prison for trying to do the right thing. And that has happened throughout the decades. Passing. So that is when the state has, you know, 
criminalize people for merely uh, doing their patriotic duty. So we don't want to set a president where the state has the power to do this to people on all ends because they start, this is another reason why Antifa are naive and silly and these aggressives. They are so happy to use state authority to punish people that are their enemies that they don't recognize that state authority will then justify its right to do the same thing right to those idiots, mm-hmm. the useful idiots. And if you watch the interview that Jared Griffin did with Yuri Bezmenov with regards to how to brainwash a nation, he talks about these first wave uh, agitators essentially being eliminated by a more advanced group that's more systematically important to the new system. And I encourage anybody listening to this to watch that interview by Yuri Bezmenov with Jared Griffin because he explains ideological subversion and what happens to these useful idiot agitators who really the only skill they provide to the table is agitation. They're not skilled workers. There's They, they think they're fighting for a better cause, but in actuality – when they come to realize that they've been duped, it'll be too late for them, and they'll be eliminated because if they're not, they'll become the system's most powerful enemies to deal with because they know too much. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to point that out in this uh, discussion. Well, that always happens. The I mean, it happened in, in, in Germany when... Uh... Hitler did the same thing with the SA, the brown shirt uh, battalions, the uh, mm. stormtroopers. He did this with them because they were a PR, PR nightmare over time. He used them initially in the early days, but he they were eventually replaced with the black uh, uniformed uh, groups on the SS, the, the uh, Staffel Schultz, or Schultz Staffel, mm-hmm. the, the guard echelon of the Nazi party. And Nazi, they, they basically were a much higher degree of uh, politic, you know, they were a good PR piece for Hitler because they didn't act the way the SA did. And it's kind of like I was saying earlier, where Antifa will use anarchist imagery and aesthetics to commit crimes. Yeah. We'll just equate that to like the way that the SA were, the same type of scenario. Mm-hmm. And then the communists can play it off as if they're the SS, where they're the good PR people. And, you know, we, we, we're not those evil anarchists that are burning everything down. We're the good communists that want to create a state mm-hmm. to protect you people from these evil white supremacist racists and these violent people. It's it's almost very similar. I'm just using an analogy or an example. There might be better examples, but I think that works for, you know, the purpose of what we're pointing out here. So, yeah, if you look at Germany, yeah, Hitler purged them under the Night of the Long Knife, which I believe was in June 30th in 1934. Hell, Stalin did that. Or 33. (laughs) Hell, even Stal- huh? even Stalin purged. Uh, Stalin uh, purged many of his generals. Yeah. He purged. They, they these tyrants will purge anybody who's potentially close to them that could be a potential power threat. Mm-hmm. That could because the, the goal is to not have any threat. I watched a movie many years ago. I don't remember the name of it. I really wish I did because I'd love to see it again. It was about you know history of Hitler, mm. and the, the, basically the quote was. Once the revolution has been achieved, there's no need for the revolutionaries. Yeah. And that is a reference to removing the uh, SA from the, you know, playing field, so to speak. So I never forgot that quote. It's a very profound quote. And it, it's universally sound when it comes, whether it's communist Nazis or any tyrant on a totalitarian scale. So 
that's something people might want to keep in mind. You know, if they can. So, yeah. They're, they, I mean, what what's happened to Max, what's happened to John, is, is very unfortunate as well as disgusting. And, and of course, honest, Antifa doesn't care. And honestly, happens. this should be a wake up call for us. This should well, be. It should be a wake up call for anybody, yeah. really. It doesn't, political or not. I mean, if the state has granted itself the authority to place people in prison mm-hmm. for essentially a non crime, then. Who's to say that can't happen to your mother or that can't happen to your neighbor? Or that can't happen to somebody who just happens to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. And it also sets the president that one does not have the right to self-defense. Yeah, I mean... And, that and, they and, have to be mugged, at least in the, in the New York City. In fact... I can't I, uh, speak for state of New York, but certainly New York City. In fact, I got to use the bathroom, so I'm going to take a quick uh, music break. And when we come sure. back, I'm going to talk about my assaults. Um, you, I mean, if you need to get a drink of water, I, I will be right back. I mean, uh, so, uh, I will say yeah. this much, Louie, uh, we should talk about some other criminal cases and how Antifa is uh, manipulated the uh, court system against people. Mm-hmm. We should show other examples of that as well. Yeah. Okay. Briefly. So this is, uh, um, yeah, when we get back, um, yeah, so that was a good teaser. This song is called. Uh, schizoid by Section 8 Cartel.
That was Section 8 Cartel with their song Schizoid on the Crotch Shot Radio Show. I'd like to thank everyone that is listening. Uh, we have the chat rooms open, so please, please send us your your uh, your messages. Tell us. We'll shout you out live on the... Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Air. Um, and if you're listening on po- the podcast, we are live every Wednesday at 8.30. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your rabbi. We we actually do have rabbis on this show sometimes. Shout out to Daniel da- Rabbi Daniel Sayani. Who, who comes on the show a lot, uh, who I consider the official spiritual leader uh, of the spiritual leader of the crotch shot radio show. Uh, so <laughs> that, no, that, that'll piss some people off. We're like, well, why do you always have Jews on your show? Because they're cool. That's why. <laughs> oh, well, this is what it is. <laughs> that's, that's but, why uh, I have them on because you know what? They treat me very well. That's all. Yeah. So, wrong yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I guess to get back to the discussion that we were having earlier, yeah. um, I I would like to talk about a few instances because I, I want to present that, you know, you did ask the question earlier, like, mm-hmm. what, what can we do to protect ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was the question you asked. So I think it's time we right. should talk about what is happening to us so we can figure out how to protect ourselves. So we don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Well, basically there's a pattern of this. We don't really understand that we're actually being targeted. Basically, this this is what happened to me yesterday. Um, you know, I, I had a discussion with you yesterday, you know, I was on my way to work and, you know, I wear my MAGA hat in New York city because you know what? It's a piece of fucking clothing. People need to start. You're allowed to. It's a free country, right? Yeah. Last time I checked. Yeah, I mean, you know, and for some, for the strangest okay. reason, people get so triggered about it that they feel like they need to get violent with people who wear such apparel. Right. Um. Apparently, this uh, Indian guy was staring at me all hard, so I stared at him right back, like, "What the fuck is this problem?" And he's like, and then he turns around and he's like, "Why you? Why? Why do you support Trump?" And I just said, "Sound like a reasonable question, right?" Yeah. So I so I answered <laughs> so him. So far, yeah. So I answered him. Well, because the criminals hate him. He's like, "Yeah, the criminals." Like, yeah, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group, and the Trilateral Commission hate him. The real criminals. The, yes. The real criminals. He's like, "Oh, oh, that conspiracy theorist pr- bullshit ain't ain't uh pr- ain't fact." And then he's like, <laughs> uh, he's like, aren't you Mexican? I'm like, no, I'm Puerto Rican. Oh, what he's done to your fucking country. I'm like, uh, excuse me. He's like, what? He's given uh, Puerto Rico everything, everything that Puerto Rico has asked for. Trump has sent. 
I thought your country was American. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not. I yeah. Guess it's not yeah. Oh, it's not officially the 51st state, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. And then he, and then I go, and then he's like, I see him inching closer and closer to me, like he's gonna kiss me or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh. And then I go, okay, what, what have, what about, what about what he's done for black people? He, uh, the prison reform. He's like, oh, you mean what he said about black people? I'm like, what did he say about black people? Oh, that there. Uh- that they're, uh, um, I forgot what he said, but I'm like, oh, you mean like how Hillary called them super predators? <laughs> like, what, what? What? He's like, I want to smack that hat off your head. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're threatening violence. So I start walking away. He freaking gets up. He freaking runs up and blocks my way. Wait, wait, why are you running off? I want to talk to you. I'm like, look, I got to get to work. I, and, and, you know, and then he gets closer. So I get into a defensive position thinking he's going to hit me. And he's like, oh, what? Don't be acting like you're going to reach for a knife. I'm like, wow, that's really racist for you to assume that because I'm I'm a Puerto Rican that I have a knife. So he smacks the hat off my head and runs away. He just sounds like a clown. So, so, you, clown. so I start chasing him. He's like, oh, I'm going to kick you. I'm going to kick your head. I'm like, come on. He's like, oh, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to fuck you up. And he continues running. He continues running away, calling me a pussy. As he runs away. As he runs away, and then um, a, a proprietor. You see the clown world irony in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. To tell you the truth, I was reminded of the little kids in my neighborhood growing up when they would punch me in my face and run away and call me a pussy while they're like a half a block away. Yes. And they're like, you're that's, that's about the mentality this kid's got, you yeah. know, man or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he told me that he's an Indian guy, that he works for the, some policy reform, whatever, uh, collective something or other. I don't I, remember. I guess we're going to have to do some research to find out what that is. That sounds yeah. like, uh, I don't know, just an ignorant thought makes me think it's like maybe one of the tax exempt foundation type uh, outlets, which probably does have connections to the. CFR and all the groups that uh, he just dismissed as conspiracy mm-hmm. theorizing, which would it would explain why he would dismiss that because he probably has worked with those type of yeah. people. Assuming this is one of these organizations, I don't know. I'm just speculating, but you get my point. <laughs> yeah, he he just sounds like a real like uh, passive aggressive. Uh, type fellow who's just angry at the world and the people that he, you know, don't want to be enslaved by his, you know, will. And he refused to be enslaved by him. Mm -hmm. He had no facts. He had no way to present those facts. I mean, he asked you questions and he he didn't have answers uh, to the questions you asked him. I mean, I don't really know of much statements that Trump has ever really said about black people that I can think of. I mean, the, yeah, the, the only thing, thing I can think of is maybe, you know, south of the border stuff, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, he's to- he, uh, that reminds me. He's like, oh, well, the way he talks about all Latinos that they don't need to be in this country. I'm like, he he's never said that. He's talked about illegals. No, yeah, all, all Latinos, crazy. all Latinos like no, he, he hasn't. I mean, it's like, yeah. like, honestly, like, and this is I, I don't know if this is a defect in myself. But I was like, I, I felt I was, I, I should be 
happy. I should get a boost of self-esteem that I had to make it. I made him run for his life. <laughs> but he I'm like, some exercise what he did. Like, he but yeah, he's like, oh, you know, your fat ass can't catch me. I'm like, you know, if you're so big and bad to smack somebody's hat off their head, why don't, why aren't you man enough to fucking square up? And then, and, and then when I, and then when we were about to square up, cause he's like, oh, I'm going to kick you in your head. And I got my hands up like, yo, motherfucker, this ain't going to be an easy fight. Uh, a fucking, a fucking owner of a jazz club that was there. He's like, oh, if this guy is harassing you, call the cops on him, referring to me. Well, just from, yeah, that's, that's the other thing. Everyone thinks that, you know, you're the aggressor automatically because of your hat. And that's due to a lot of the misinformation that the media has presented to the public, implying that people with red hats are extremely violent mm-hmm. with, you know, white writing on the hats that say, make America great again. Meanwhile, if you look at all the reports, mm-hmm. the initial reports is usually the other way around, where yeah. people who wear those hats are being brutally assaulted and violently attacked. But it, but it's, And you don't hear uh, stories, very rarely yeah. you hear stories of it the other way around. Well, here's here's the or funny thing, because we wear those hats, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, you know, I get, this is what, and this is my, what I, I get told all the time, oh, wow, you're really brave wearing that hat. You're taking a risk <laughs> wearing that hat. Like, what, we, first of all, and, and and I tell this to everyone. I don't feel like a tough guy wearing this hat. I don't feel like I'm some hero wearing a fucking hat. I don't feel like I'm I'm a I'm I'm Mr. you know uh I'm some superhero wearing a fucking red hat. I'm just wearing a motherfucking red hat. It it's just it's just oh you're brave. I don't feel brave in doing that. I mean it's not like I'm wearing as if if I was brave well, I'd think be, you're brave is that imply that they're not? What does that mean? I'm trying to understand why somebody would that, that well cuz I guess they that. I guess uh, they don't feel comfortable wearing their beliefs on their sleeve or on their head on their person. Or maybe they feel so comfortable to wear their stuff that to see something alternative to what they wear yeah. they they are under the impression that you merely wearing such a thing should be uh mm-hmm. considered illegal. Right. Yeah, that's the way they act and operate. I mean literally people are being assaulted over clothing. And actually, I, I will. Uh, I have to correct myself from earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many articles about people that in the media saying that Trump supporters are doing violent things to women with hijabs and things of that sort. The only problem with these articles, however, Louis, mm-hmm. is it turns out that a majority of them, if not practically all of them, turn out to be a, a hate crime hoax that was engineered by the very so-called victim. Right. Of the incident itself, so yeah, it's it, the problem is mm. a lot of people don't follow up on these stories, so they only hear it from the beginning, but they never hear the follow up. So right. they are under the impression that there is a rampant problem with people wearing Trump hats being extremely violent everywhere, even if most of those stories are turning out to be hoax. Well, I mean, like, and I've, that's a like big I've told, problem. Like I've told you, um, you know. Like, let's say I'm on the subway and I I try to give my seat to to uh you know an elderly woman or 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 a pregnant woman or a woman with children, they refuse to take my seat. 
In fact, there was this elderly woman. I offered her my seat. She's like, no, I'm getting off next stop. I'm like, okay. So I sat back down. The next stop came. She didn't, she didn't, uh, she didn't get off the train. The next stop, the next stop didn't come in. Didn't, didn't leave the train. Uh, (laughs) when another seat opened up, she sat down. That's funny. I'm like, what do you think is going to happen to you? (laughs) It's Uh, like, really, this, this is out of control. I mean, the this just goes to show you there's a tremendous amount of mind control that has been deployed upon uh, Mm -hmm. a a large, sizable amount of people, enough to where it's like uh, rather concerning just how angry Mm -hmm. this mind control has conditioned people. I I, I say maybe it's a subtle level of MK Ultra to some degree. Yeah, but regardless, it is certainly mind control. And it's a, it's a large dosage of sensory overload with imagery of Red Hat, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and constant um, audio uh, of racist this and sexist and fascist and Nazi that. And it's just con- if you just constantly continue like berating people over and over again with that imagery and that sound, mm-hmm. That's what they're subconsciously going to envision every time they see those things. The way that a bull is constantly angry when it sees red. Yeah. Because it is um, made to um, look at that and get angry. The same way they're doing it to people. They may, they may not be poking them with swords, but certainly they're poking their minds with uh, imagery and sounds that are, uh, well, it's like hitting the light switch once you see it. And that's exactly what's happening in our society. And that's very sad and also very much dangerous all at the same time. And we have to be aware of this. And like I said, it's nothing new. This has been going on for quite some time. I mean, they've done this to the American flag. They're doing it to the Bill of Rights. Doing it to anything that's uh, truly Americana and libertarian and Mm -hmm. liberty-based. Yeah. And as I was saying earlier, uh, Louie, what happened to Max and John... This is not like an isolated incident where it just randomly they happen to get caught up in this mess. On the contrary, this is something that's been going on for quite some time, quite mm-hmm. a few years now. I have no personally of some instances where um, Antifa has baited people into fights so they could put them in the court system. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you of uh, at least another case. Okay. Um, back in 2017, it was around February. Uh I was, uh, actually there was a bar on the Lower East Side. Gavin McInnes has, uh, briefly touched upon this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, um, they, two Antifa brothers, um, attacked, um, a group of, uh, 211 boot boys. Mm-hmm. They're a multiracial skinhead group. Uh, they're just having a party. They're having a pre-party to a, uh, concert they were going to have the next day. Now, these Antifa brothers showed up. They went around heckling these people by going around the bar that these people were located and told everybody they're all neo-Nazis. Then it got to the point where they literally threw a punch at one of the uh, people at the party. You know, these Antifa kids were putting their video cameras up in the air, and, you know, with their phones. And, you know, they could see the logo on the phone. They're Antifa members. They didn't hide that. Mm-hmm. They tried to throw a punch at one of the people I know, 
then well, those people fought back. In fact, here here's and, the article from the from the Go- Gothamist. Yeah, the Gothamist was one of the most infamous of that. Yeah, incident. a crew of white right wing skinheads allegedly attacked two brothers at a bar on the Lower East Side early on Saturday. This was this was uh, this article is from February thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Um, yes. Yeah, a Saturday morning over an anti fascist sticker on one of the men's cell phone cases. That sounds well, like that yes. sounds like capitalism right there. I mean, they they merchandise. <laughs> yes, they have they have emblems, logos, flags, uniforms, you name it. They For actually sale. have a whole clothing line in uh, Rose City Antifa. Huh. Um, the tough, the, yes, the, the tough the thing men- not mentioned is again Antifa through the first punch. Wow. No mention of that. Yeah, the Tufts reportedly zeroed on the two men, Columbia University graduate students, as they exited. A clockwork uh, exit clockwork on Essex Street at around 12:30 a.m. After one of the skinheads noticed a sticker on their phones for a group for the group NYC Antifa, the loosely uh, knit, the loosely knit group of loosely knit group. Okay, bullshit. Uh, of activists yeah. who monitor far right neo-Nazi. Yeah, neo-Nazi activity and occasionally rumble with those they deem fascist. Occasional. Occasional. So engaging in violence, in other words. Yeah. One of the guys sees my brother's phone, grabs it, and starts screaming, I know what the fuck that means. I know what the fuck that sticker is. You need to get the fuck out of here. One of the victims told New York Post he throws the phone to the ground and they just start jumping at uh, jumping us right in front of the bar. That's funny. I wonder who they are because they turned out to be like one person. Mm. And also, I actually uh, arrived at that bar later on that night Mm -hmm. and I had asked uh, people myself, eyewitnesses. So what was going on? And they informed me that these two brothers were going around claiming, telling everybody that there were Nazis in the bar. Mm. And in other words, heckling the party goers. And I also was able to find out later on that these two brothers threw a fist at one of the people who saw their stickers. Mm-hmm. They were the ones thro- first, which this article makes no mention of either of those things. Yeah. So these kids mm. uh, basically got into a scuffle with like... I guess one or two people. And then these kids, uh, because I guess they didn't do such a good job in fighting, <laughs> the, you know, the, the two Levin guys or whoever, that they ran to undercover cops from apparently what the article would imply. Mm. And they claimed that seven people jumped them with brass knuckles and knives. Which <laughs> I, I don't know if they'd be alive if that were the case. No. I think they'd be lucky if they were in a coma for months. Mm-hmm. But yes. This is an instance where magically undercover cops just happen to be around. And then immediately they arrested somebody that night at the bar. Uh, all I know is I, I did see these two brothers. They were walking around. You know, they were bloody on their head because they got into a fight. But they were walking around. They weren't, like, in a coma or dead. And essentially the newspaper within 24 hours to 36 hours reported on the incident as, like, violent neo-Nazi skinheads. The same way they attacked the Proud Boys, same type of shit. 
they were threatening 15 years in prison to one of the uh, defendants mm. for the charge of uh, deadly weapons and gang-related activities. Mm. They actually, all the same, it was exactly the same story with the Crab Wars. Now, the only difference in this case is the defendant that was apprehended was able to, for the most part, beat the charges because there was no brass knuckles or knife, but there was a violence and the two brothers, uh, you know, they, they basically stuck around for the court case, but eventually they departed. I guess they didn't want to further things. And the, the individual got a misdemeanor for, you know, violence and 10 days community service. He was able to beat most of those charges mm. because a lot of it was bullshit. And I have speculation about the two brothers might be connected to some uh, skull and bones type stuff. I'll talk to you about that in the future. But um, that's probably why they want the case going further. Mm-hmm. Now, again, the reason why this is uh, important is because it was the same scenario. Actually, I saw a tweet by Spencer Sunshine just days earlier where he actually was talking about how under the Trump administration, they're, they're, uh, they're, there's going to be a lack of funding for right-wing extremist groups out in the street, gangs. And he was all upset that they weren't going to have any more funding to go after these gangs. Well, all of a sudden, <laughs> this incident occurs, and they're screaming about how we need funding for all these right-wing gangs. So I don't know. That's a little coincidental. It might have been a setup. Yeah. on the part of Antifa to get the 211 guys in trouble. In fact, here's an update. They posted a situation. It. In fact, they posted an update. Um, it turns out that Matt Restuccia, lead singer of the right-wing uh, oi band uh, Lone Wolf, and a 211 member, was DJing an after party at Clockwork on the night of the attack. A flyer for the DJ set advertises it as an after party for the concert by the legendary English punk band uh, Coxsparrow. Coxsparrow. Oh, Sparrow? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's what uh, I could be wrong. Okay. Restucia was, was, uh, was signed ago. out in a tw- 2014. Uh, was singled out in a 2014 blog post by New York City Antifa for the photograph of him wearing a shirt of the white power band Skullhead posing in a group group with alleged neo-Nazi. On Restucia's (laughs) Facebook page yesterday uh, evening, a friend wrote, what's with uh, 211 going to bars where their friends work and starting a bunch of shit? I've only been fired once, haha, Restucia replied. The page has since been made private. The owner of Clockwork, Frank Scoto, said that Restucia has ha, uh, had worked there as a bartender in, in the past few years. I don't know how many shifts, but I could count them on one hand, and that his contract since has been limited to occasional DJ gigs. Now, Scotto said he's banned. Oh, okay. We've yeah, already... As you can see. Yeah. I'm sorry, he's still reading? I yeah, yeah. We've, we've already banned reading. Matt from coming here, and he and his friends, and obviously without statement, anyone else that's a hate group or a neo-Nazi, he said, adding, 
it's my fault that I didn't know that he was aligned with these guys. All staff know he's not welcome here, nor are his friends. Further down the further down in the uh, Facebook thread, another friend as Restucia lay it down here, Matt. What what really happened? Restucia responded, "There were there was no knife. There were no brass knuckles. Three. It was not." Uh, at a seven on two situation or whatever the post reported as for what started the whole thing i was inside djing so i have no idea at the end of the day it's an unsubstantiated one-sided report of something minor being made out to be something far bigger than it is yeah well, like I said, I ended up going there that night um, after the incident occurred because I have a tendency to show up after things happen for whatever reason. It, I, I don't know. I must be cursed. But the thing is, I've spoken to people. They told me that uh, these two brothers were heckling people. And, uh, well, I found out later they threw the first punch, which the article fails to mention either of those details. But if you read the pattern and the way the article is framed to exactly identical in the way that the Proud Boys incident was framed and what was done to them by the far left and these uh, anti-fuck characters. Same type of scenario. Mm. Same type of charges. Same type of accusations. Everything about it is virtually identical. And I'm going to tell you a little uh, postscript to this incident. Um, the individual who was uh, able to get 10 days community service about a year later, uh, when he was down in Virginia, uh, some Antifa folk found him in Virginia and they, they sprayed him with mace mm -hmm. and stabbed him with a knife with the intention to murder him uh, for his uh, being a Nazi in their eyes. Mm -hmm. And uh, thankfully, uh, one of the people that were with him in self-defense took the knife out of the hand of the... Uh, you know, criminal trying to kill a person, mm -hmm. I know, and actually stab the other guy back in self-defense. The other guy here is uh, crapping in a bag, probably for the rest of his life, and now doing a year and a half in prison for his attempted murder efforts, of which Antifa recently, months ago, attempted to raise funds for Vimo for the uh, this violent person who tried to murder somebody I know. And they tried to play it off as if he was the victim of a knife-wielding Nazi, and that's he's being persecuted. Mm. Meanwhile, the truth, the, the truth of the matter is he attempted to murder somebody, and the actual other people were being persecuted. And all of this happened to him because of a bullcrap article of lies implying this guy was a Nazi, and he, he got away with uh, you know hurting two Antifa brothers who were a bunch of spoiled brats. So, yeah, this happened just a couple years ago. This is before, like, anyone was really paying attention to Antifa. Anyone knew anything about this. This is all isolated stuff that no one knew about, except for a handful of us. But as you see, the same story has happened to Max and John from the Proud Boys in almost the same exact scenario. The only problem is, unfortunately, they, the charges stuck with the guys that we know, and they're now paying the price for self-defense but antifa is allowed to attack people this is i mean there's a handful of these type of uh situations where this stuff has happened in the past right. i can't remember them all 
But I know if you do a little digging around, you're going to find it's always the same story with these Antifa. They always try to hurt people. Mm -hmm. They fail at winning a battle. They uh, get their asses kicked, so to speak. And they run to the police and claim that the uh, the other people are the aggressors and uh, that they're the victims. And then they try to have you put away in handcuffs and locked up in prison. This is this is one of the tactics Antifa is deploying. And the reason for this is because they can't win a physical bout against any of these groups they start with. So the only option they're left with is sidelining people who are much physically stronger than they are through prison or probation or whatever. Because by doing this, those people will no longer be on the street to defend anybody or themselves. And this leaves Antifa with free reign to do as they please to whoever they want mm. without being challenged. So this is a tactic they're deploying, and it's quite clear to anyone who's been watching this pattern of action. We know the legal system also is very lenient on them. Look at the bike lock uh, yeah. professor out in uh, Berkeley. Yeah. He uh, hit people with bike locks over the head, potentially murdering them. And the amount of time he received after being identified by a tremendous research group at, uh, I believe, 4chan or 8chan, yeah, 4chan they were yeah. able to identify this man through image uh, scanning. That would have never happened. This man went to court. You would think he'd be doing time for attempted murder and felony charges or right. a, weapon, a deadly weapon. But instead, he received three months probation for attempted killing, you know, murdering people mm -hmm. on multiple occasions. Meanwhile, our friends Max and John are sitting in prison for four years for not even attempted murder, but self-defense in all reality. Uh, you know. But that's not just the, I mean, there's been many cases. I, I don't know what the update on Falarca is, uh, you know, the by uh, any means Yvette, necessary yeah. woman in Berkeley or Oakland. I don't know what her situation is, but I'm sure she's getting a uh, very limited time as well for violence assault. And there's multiple. All right, here, here, here it is. Here, I, I found an article real, real quick because I use sure. DuckDuckGo. Um, George orders Antifa communist Yvette Falarca to pay judicial watch legal fees for her totally frivolous, uh, frivolous lawsuit. Yeah, she tried to sue like people saying it was a right wing conspiracy to, you know, go after her despite the fact. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride actually on mm -hmm. video beating people up yeah yeah because that's what antifa says about our guys we're our guys are all on video beating people up well you I'm know so, she actually like, was on video beating people up in yeah. front of police officers which is why she was apprehended and arrested like i mean so. it, it's like okay by you know and you're a teacher and you're punching someone just standing there like honestly yeah. man you know if she would have done that then, to if she would have done that to me, she would have been turned into a fucking tar pit. The funny thing is, a fucking puddle. The, the man she was the man she was assaulting. I will say, that, you know, he he was. Uh, I believe he was a white nationalist. Mm -hmm. I think he legitimately was. He, I, I know he had a uh, a white Celtic cross flag uh, earlier 
but it doesn't matter what his politics were. Right. He showed no physical aggression or violence towards the people assaulting him. And he may have ideas I don't personally agree with, but I think I could probably sit there and have a civilized dialogue with him and figure out maybe alternatives and debate him on his ideas. And I think it would be far more productive than what she did when she went there and beat the living crap out of the guy or attempted to, which did nothing to change his views, certainly, no. or the views of anyone watching. If In anything, fact, it probably kind of, turned people against her Yeah, I mean, and uh, what uh, she was doing. Honestly, um, I'm, I remember reading one of uh, one of the uh, comments from uh, Ali Ali Winters or Ali what whatever his name is. Um, Ali Winston, Ali, Ali Winston, Winston, I Ali Winston, yeah, not my favorite uh, person in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some uh, somebody commented that is like, oh, great, yeah, throw them in jail so that way they can become even bigger white supremacists. Yeah, what so is that the, has a potential to happen. Hopefully not, but yes, that could very well happen. So it's like, oh, and they were they were actually uh, reform. They were actually uh, advocating for reformative justice instead of, of thro- throwing them in jail because now it's like, oh, now they're going to become real white. And now they're going to become even worse white supremacists and become and worse. That's the other thing, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing, Louis. That actually, there's a lot of times where people end up in prison, and because it's so racialized, where blacks are with blacks, browns are with browns, and whites have to be with whites, because there is a lot of racial tension and violence. Mm-hmm. That people are kind of uh, they're left with the only option in some instances that they have to join white power gangs mm-hmm. or black power, you know, brown power. And because it, I'm telling you, it's a very racialized situation. It's very racially segregated mm-hmm. in terms of uh, groups and who they support and what they'll do. So you're actually putting them in a petri dish to have the potential of them becoming white, you know, supremacists, you know, white nationalist types. That can happen. Mm-hmm. And that's not just that. You can also have the same thing with black nationalists or brown nationalists. Mm-hmm. People become very uh, brutal and bitter and racialized in these environments. And th- that's another reason why it's a problem in the prison system as well. And Antifa, in, in a strange way, I think Antifa is hoping for Maxwell and John to become those things yeah. in prison so that they can then cry victim and make money from you know, unsuspecting people and then play, you know, I'm telling you, that's what they want them to do. They want them to become worse. They don't want to see them reform. They want them dead. They want them to become violent so they can justify hurting them further. Yeah. And they've tried to do this to a lot of people, myself included. I've thankfully, I have not gone down that path, but they have definitely attempted to push me that direction and I'm not biting it. I mean, it's, it's like, and, and I've had this discussion with you as well. Like it's pushed me to become more right wing, uh, lean like lean more towards the right, more away from um, libertarianism. Like libertarian type, um, you know, do as you know, let as they you know, let live, let live or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I because, get that because certain... that's why it's important that we don't forget our principles, so we yeah. don't become authoritarians or totalitarians just to stop these scumbags. Yeah. I you know I'm but not saying we shouldn't defend ourselves. Yeah, I'm just saying that we definitely should be very careful in the past that these people are pushing us towards. Yeah, because I'm, we don't want to become what they are. Yeah, because you know because I I'm, I'm NAP. Oh, yeah, I'm NAP all day. 
Like I don't yes. feel, but but it's like but, the moment but the you issue put, is they don't consent yeah. to it. So therefore, can it really apply to a group of people that don't consent to the verbal contract of the non-aggression principle? Yeah, I mean I they they've can. even said like when I've had discussions with some of them, they go, "Oh fuck NAP." Oh, so you're you're you believe in in violence, but if some if violence is 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 um uh. You know, uh, 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 deployed uh, against them. Yeah, like in retaliation for their violence, it's wrong. I mean, you know, it's like that they have no self awareness whatsoever. And I mean, it's it's just it's just you know we're not dealing with sane people. We're not dealing with rational people. You got these guys that you know they 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 hate the state, but they'll use the state. While saying that uh, that they are um, that they that the state doesn't represent them yet they get they always, they're constantly getting these light sentences they're constantly getting these slaps on the wrist while we are getting uh, uh you know j- actual jail time. Well, I will say this: that they the the court, you know the state that they claim does not represent them in any which way or form. If that were to be true, and it might be true to some extent. However, if this were to be true, that they have Mm. no representation of protection by the system, then why is it that the system provides some sponsorship at almost every avenue, not necessarily monetarily, but certainly resource-wise? Why is the state providing them much more leniency in court decisions when it comes to uh, Mm. instances where people have been brutally hurt where criminal acts have been conducted and committed, you do not see Antifa receiving, or even a lot of like these far leftist types, these regressive types, receiving harsh prison sentences or harsh criminal, you know, sentences of any kind of you know just a punishment. You don't see any of that. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the people on our side, which they claim we're the establishment, we're the ones protected by the police and this and that, you see severely harsh prison sentences, severely harsh uh, criticism and scrutiny by the entire establishment, whether it be the media industrial complex, yeah, the academia, uh, college industrial complex. Hell, I mean, and the I... actual uh, higher ups in the police, the, the government itself. I, in New York, at least, you see no sympathy towards anything on the right by the system at all. <laughs> mm. It's quite obvious. No, um, and especially if you, like, especially in academia or, hell, in professional, I know I catch crap at my job because I, I've bec- I'm very open about my, my political opinions and who I support. Because everyone is open, everyone at my job is open. Oh, like, oh, I really, uh, I get this guy's an idiot, and uh, I don't know, you know, I support Bernie, I support Kamala, I support this. Oh man, there's so many good decisions on the Democrats. I'm like, wow, you guys don't pay attention to Dick. <laughs> well, as I said, I mean, you can look at the two sides. You look at how the law and court cases of a similar variety are administered. Yeah. And the charges are drastically, um, they're not the same by any means. They're, they're extremely, uh, they're, they're extremely imbalanced. Right. There's not, they're not balanced in the way that law is supposed to be administered. 
mm-hmm. because we're it, the other way around. Where it was these Antifa people doing the thing that uh, the Proud Boys were accused of, which they were, and and they were charged with the same charges. My question would be, would they receive the same uh, sentencing? And I honestly don't know if they would be. I'm left with the impression, based on the results of this court case and multiple other court cases from previous situations, that they would get far lesser time. If, or they wouldn't even get any time at all. Right. And I mean, I look back at the instances from Occupy Wall Street when many of these people would be arrested and assaulting cops and just tearing up the streets. And many of them would just have their cases dismissed and they would be let go. Uh, like, I, I man, imagine this when I had to deal with the Imagine system. being a cop and one of these like limp limp-wristed little faggots punches you in your face and then you find out that case got thrown out. Like, what? Like, I'm a cop. It's against the law to well, hit me. Like, what? Well, well, think about this. I mean, even the, you know, there were police officers in the court um, who looked as if they uh, were very upset about the verdict. I think they themselves oh, yeah. uh, had questions about what was going on. Just They weren't saying it, obviously. Yeah. They weren't saying a word. Their mouth was shut. But the facial expressions and the body language uh, certainly spoke in a way that left the one with the impression that they thought the court ruling was a little out of control and it shouldn't have gone the way it did. Yeah. And I mean, and I'll tell you the cops, um, for in New York city have been dealing with these type of people for a long time. Uh, a lot of Antifa are crossovers from, uh, Occupy wall street. I mean, dude, and they I were get dealing a lot with of... their shenanigans back then and they're still dealing with them, but they're now dealing with them under the Antifa banner. So it's not, it never ended with them. I mean, honestly, I get a lot of fist bumps by NYPD for wearing my MAGA hat. I, because you know what it is, de Blasio, when I was at Occupy back in, I think it was 2012 when they would have their gatherings in the summer, mm-hmm. there was an occupier there. I don't know who the heck he was. I, I don't remember, but I remember what he told me. He was cheering on the fact that de Blasio should be mayor because he's a great socialist mayor. That's what they implied. Mm. And so in many ways, I, I assume that Mayor de Blasio is, in fact, the Occupy Wall Street mayor. And they loved him to be in there. Mm. And the funny thing is that the cops, they, they, he's, they've been under a far greater degree of scrutiny because of him in terms of like having pressure put on their job to like enforce jaywalking tickets. And it really puts stress on them to essentially overreact and, and commit police brutality. I think that's what's happening and what has happened. And I think the mayor has contributed to encouraging that type of atmosphere occur to police officers who probably want to do the right thing, but they're under so much stress. I understand that police officers should not be brutalizing anybody. If they can't take the stress, they probably shouldn't be there. Right. But we know at the end of the day that the administration wants to purposely put as much stress on police officers so they enact violently and do things that reflect bad upon the department, mm-hmm. which probably explains why many police officers are not in favor of de Blasio and very much dislike the man and what he's doing and what he has done. Yeah. And I can't blame them. I can't say I blame them. So, yeah, yeah, what 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 we have learned, Louis, is that Antifa has a long history of trying to use uh, bait 
you know, trying to hook people into uh, baited situations where they get arrested and locked up. And I'm sure there's many other court cases that you'll find the same type of incidents. I mean, they, I mean, look at Joey Gibson. Yeah. And, uh, Joey Gibson, tiny, tiny in Portland. Tiny's another one who's been uh, sidelined as well because yeah. of these uh, instances. From what I understand also, Louis, there are people up in Boston who were extradited to Rhode Island because of disorderly conduct charges from a year earlier. I did not know this, but if you get a, in trouble in the state of Rhode Island, they can actually go out of state and hunt you down like the way that they used to hunt slaves down. They can bring you back to Rhode Island for court. I did not know this until I learned of this uh, about two weeks ago. But, yeah, they're going after guys up in the uh, political movements up there. You know, some of the Proud Boys up there are getting a serious problem. The FBI has visited a variety of people in the Proud Boys and other groups like Resist Marxism up in Boston. As if they're taking orders from Antifa itself, because they have information that Antifa has identical copies of in some instances. So there's clearly a persecution going on here against people who lean more towards the right or if not even the right, certainly anti-SJW, anti-authoritarian tip that may kind of either favor Trump or not have too much of a problem with him, but certainly don't favor the totalitarian left. So, yeah, there is multiple examples of this where Antifa is either – I know that it has been admitted they worked with law enforcement on times and the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is an FBI intelligence gathering front in certain instances. But what what can we do to protect ourselves? I think that that's something that people need to – we need to start talking about. Right. And I think that some of the answers I can at least provide – is studying these these incidences and how they were executed and how they're described in the media and learning from them the mistakes that have been made and knowing how to uh, not make those same mistakes. Mm-hmm. We know they try to bait us in the fights. So the thing is, physically, we're always going to win against them. Right. I mean... Let's face it; they are malnourished. They look like they're on the Auschwitz diet. Sometimes. Like I said, like I or said in the start, they look like they, they look like they've been sucking meth out of their mama's titty. Because they probably have, and that's a whole other subject. Yeah. But the thing is, they definitely—they're they, physically—they're not equipped to handle trained veterans and people who know to use tactics in, in martial arts. I mean, let's mm. face it; people primarily of our particular side they're trained veterans they know hand-to-hand combat weapons training they were in the military they might have been in the police at one point or they're they're you know they're, they're or they're fat kids that grew up in Brooklyn, or they're fat kids that grew up in brooklyn that are used to having to deal with 20 motherfuckers at once because he well, had to the fight the too. fucking block working class you know people in rough neighborhoods that learned a thing or two about street fight that's also a thing that we have most a lot of people on our side as well are you know equipped with that because they're not going to side with the, these communists. So you have that on our side. That, the point is, we are overkill when it comes to uh, physical combat with Antifa. Mm-hmm. For the most part, there are people on our side who aren't trained that yeah. you know lack training and knowledge on how to properly execute physical action. And quite frankly, those people should be training, myself included. 
but the thing is that we should be training only not because we need to uh, become more brutal combat people, but rather so we can learn how to focus our physical movement to be less lethal and less dangerous and less brutal in appearance when it's uh, documented on camera. So we're capable of restraining people. Okay, I, this, just in, this just in, I got a... I got an update. Um, I, hey, I just talked to Max tonight. Him and John are at Rikers. They're in protective custody. He, good. he says, that's, that's he good. says that they're doing good. So I'm glad to hear this. Okay. That's, that's a good sign that they're in protective custody only because they're not around other people who could potentially hurt them. Or they could get into fights with, which is the last thing they need to do. They need to stay away from any kind of confrontation that's going to increase their uh, sentence uh, term or include new charges within the clink. So that's good to hear Mm -hmm. that they're in protective custody. Um, But as I was saying earlier, Mm -hmm. um, hate to change the subject, but earlier, um, we need to learn how to better execute um, physical attacks that uh, that don't appear to be brutal in nature if video documented that look more like defensive restraining type stuff where we're trying to de-escalate a situation. Uh, we can learn how to do that. That will definitely uh, work much better in a PR situation and also neutralize an enemy as well at the same time. So we need to learn better uh, techniques on how to physically deal with them to make their moves uh, work against them. And also, we need to be less prone to getting into fistfights with these, um, what essentially amount to like NPCs, these non-playable characters, these these regenerated uh, little characters in video games that you know constantly pop up. Because at the end of the day, they're useful idiots. They're not the leadership. They're not the people who are running anything. They they're just ignorant. They don't know anything about what's really going on. Right. Fighting with them is useless. We need to start going after the higher ups, the people who have names, people who have, you know, positions and influence. We start. We need to beat them not with our fists, but with our brains, our intellect, right. our uh, intelligence. You start doing that. That's going to help out a lot more. And there are other things that the you know groups like the Proud Boys or any other group that's been highly scrutinized can do. We can do community work. We can help uh, fix our communities, cleanups, um, you know, clothing drives, things that can provide assistance to those in need. You know, try to help get people jobs. You do all that. Was Antifa going to show up and stop us? They're going to physically assault us? Let that come out in the media. That group of people was attacked for helping with clothing drive. I mean, that would just sound absolutely ridiculous. So those are things we can do. We just have to recognize their goals to bait us in conflicts because they know they can't win, and they have the state and the lawyers on their side. The National Lawyers Guild is definitely sponsored by Soros and other powerful outlets. They have legal defense. We don't have a National Lawyers Guild on our side. We don't have a legal defense fund on our side that's going to protect us. So we have to recognize the state is not our friend. It's not here to work with us. It's not here to protect us. And we don't have an army of lawyers or, or financiers who are going to provide us bail or assistance to protect us. We have to protect each other. We have to protect ourselves. So we have to be smarter than them. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, that I think are solutions that can be deployed realistically and what we as individuals can do now. 
to protect ourselves. We have to recognize their tactics and their strategy and not take the bait. By not taking the bait, I guarantee you're going to piss them off even more and they're going to get violent and they're going to get themselves arrested. Yeah. Even if they don't do that much time, certainly that that's in many ways, they're going to dox themselves by providing us a police record with their full name yeah. and who they are. You want to dox your uh, local Antifa? Get them to get themselves arrested. And I guarantee that that will be in public record and you will know who they are. And we will see mug shots of their image of their face demasked. We don't even need to rip the mask off. We'll get them to do that for us. The best thing to do is get the useful idiots to work for you instead mm-hmm. of us working for them. And I'm telling you, that's a way that we can beat them. Mm. And if we deploy those tactics more, like I said, even if they do a little bit of time and they don't do any time at the very minimum, we have a doxing of them in their faces and their names. We know who they are and we can add it to the, our databases that we create and we can monitor what those people do the way they try to do us. So those are, those are things we can do. There's a lot we can do. We just got to use our brains and we got to be smarter than the enemy. And we have to remember the enemy is just a bunch of ignorant fools that don't really understand who's sponsoring them and why they're doing what they're doing. So that's too bad. Yep. So but, anyways, yeah, uh, yeah we, we've, we've almost been going on for two hours. So, uh, let's, let's just close this out now. Um, sure. a lot of good information that we, we have, hopefully, uh, that's just, uh, the latest, uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to Victoria for, um, for giving us that information about, about the guys being in protective custody. Um, that's great. So, um, I guess I'd like to say this too, Louie. Um, yeah. we should definitely, anybody listening to this, if they'd like to help Max or, um, John out, well, eventually in the future, I think we're going to try to set up some kind of way to relay assistance to them, whether it be financial or, uh, yeah. you know, tools they can use, like, you know, maybe shoes or whatever, uh, clothing. You know, we, we should definitely, uh, once we have an idea of what, what's going to happen with all that, get them some uh, we should let people cakes. know about that. We we need to send them a cake. To say that. Maybe send them a cake with a file in it. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> well, I might just get them in more trouble. Yeah, right. But I hear you. That would be great. And get them out of this clink. But uh, we'll get the know, we well, yeah. We should get we should get um a horse some horses and we'll some tie some rope to the bars and we'll pull it down and they'll just hop on and we'll ride off into the sunset. Be like a uh, it'd be like a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, DuckTales or something. Do, do, do. <laughs> Every day in DuckTales. So. Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you know, anybody wants to help those guys out, once we have an idea what's going on, if yeah. anyone wants to do that, then that would be great. Because you know what? The reason why it's important we help these guys by being there emotionally for them and, you know, just being there as a good friend. Mm-hmm. Is because you got to remember, this could happen to anybody. It's going to happen right. to anybody. The guy listening to this, whoever's listening to this right now, this could happen to you. It could happen to Louie. It could happen to me. Today we're free. Tomorrow we may not be. Who would have thought in a million years Max would be sitting in bar, you know, behind bars for four years? For defending Nobody himself. Nobody a year ago thought that. Like, it's, it's like yeah. it, it made no sense. 
Like, it's like, what? How the fuck is this even a court case? The fact that, and the fact that it took this long for it to finally be somewhat resolved, because it's not completely resolved yet, but... Um, I don't think any of it was resolved personally, but that's me, but yeah. I hear what you're saying. No, but it to get to this was, point... But to, not really. To get to this point <laughs> when... more confusing. Yeah, but when, when it came to the Antifa who jumped and beat up that reporter here in, here in Manhattan on that very same night... Within weeks, they got they got their trial and they got their their little fucking bullshit rinky dink Mickey Mouse fucking sentence. I wonder what strings they pulled for that result. Yeah. I'll never know. Well, I or none no. of us will. No. But like I said, you know, one day these guys are out, you know, partying at the bar. The next day they're behind bars for the next four years. Right. So that's what I'm saying. This can happen to anybody. So. People shouldn't sleep on this. They should right. be aware, you know, if this can happen to those guys based on BS, and we've pointed out how much BS is at play here, this can happen to any one of us, and we have to be willing to support each other right. as patriots because there is a network of people that are very much opposed to the ideas of freedom that we all love, and they will do anything to imprison us both mentally and physically, and we have to be there for each other. And that's why it's so important in the topic that we are talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. And I hope that uh, people understand this. Yeah. We, you know, if, they, if nobody cares about them, I guarantee nobody's going to care about you either. If, if we don't start caring about each other, right. you so have any, to be there for each other. So that's anyway, the point I wanted to make. Yeah. So anyways, I like to thank everyone uh, today for listening. Shout out to Tori. Shout out to, to Donna, shout out to Darnell, shout out to uh, Vincenzo. Uh, you guys are the MVPs of the day. Uh, shout out to 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 um, Gabe Brown for coming on and for his Thank information. You. And always, as always, shout out to uh, my personal Lord and Savior, Vermin Supreme. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, he don't like us much these yeah. days, but that's all right. Yeah. He's still a funny character at yeah, times. He really is. <laughs> so, at times. At times. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so, anyways. Oh, no, uh, yeah. I, I guess I'll say this. I mean, if anyone wants to find me, just uh, go to Antifa's Twitter account, and mm. they'll tell you where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you much. can find me on uh, YouTube. Uh, even though I haven't posted in like two years, I need a new laptop so I can edit all the two years worth of footage mm-hmm. I have. But uh, you can find me on my social media on uh, my YouTube channel at GB0083. If you want to follow what I, the silly posts I make on Facebook and just, you know, in general. But I will be updating videos as soon as I eventually get a new laptop, which hopefully will be a lot sooner rather than later. Right. So right. Just keep that in mind, folks. Yeah. And as always, like uh, as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. Oh yeah, that's right. And whoops. All right, we unmute that. Then we play. That's the Dubai Show, donk.
Help the Crowd Shot Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalists and riot gear to Beanie Babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyurl.com slash B and just shop normally knowing that you're helping support the Crotch Shot Radio Show. That's tinyurl.com slash B. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.